Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise God, praise God from whom all blessings flow. We thank God, thank God for another day. <laughs> we thank God for another opportunity. Thank God for another moment in time that he has given us. And we bless and honor God this morning for the privilege that we've been given. We've been given. And I thank God this morning for two days into the new year that we are still here. We're still receiving the blessings of God. We're still receiving the, the, the instructions that God has given us to live a purposeful life. And this morning, uh, every morning that we gather, it is with the intent to draw closer to him. And that is our priority because we want to be as close to God as we can. But we also have to understand what it requires to get close to God. And these morning sessions are, are really helpful for a lot of us uh, because it is important for us to know how we are to conduct ourselves in the presence of God. And more importantly, how do we conduct ourselves uh, in the presence of our enemies? Because that is the determining factor of how God will use us to win people to Christ. And we have to be consistent in our behaviors. And so on Thursday mornings, uh, when we come to uh, our prayer call, uh, we designed it where uh, we want to put things on your mind for your consideration. And we try to approach it from, again, from a theological perspective and a, a psychological perspective. And then we've started to even uh, include physiological perspective. And the reason why is because a lot of times our problem or our issue is not with uh, God or with Christ, it's with following instructions. And so this morning, I want to uh, put you in the mindset of think on these things, uh, because uh, in, 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 in our, our lifetime, uh, many of us have had a very uh, uh, serious issue with following instructions. And the Bible is an instructional manual. And so if I have a hard time following instructions and I've been given a manual on how to live, then that means that I have to what uh, consider what the instructions are, and then I have to decide whether or not I'm going to comply. And that's the real issue with people today, whether or not they're going to comply with the things of God. And so the reason why we put this uh, particular format in place is because I want you to see both sides of the equation. Uh, one is the side that God provides instructions to is the other side, whether or not you're deciding whether or not you're going to either comply with it or ignore it or uh, oppose it. And a lot of times when we read the Bible, we don't see it from that perspective, but it's always presented in a way where God has given us his, his instructions and we have to decide what we're going to do with it. Uh, there's a key word in the Bible that we have heard many times, or at least we've heard uh, in the New Testament uh, that's entitled mm -hmm. nevertheless. And nevertheless is the turning point. Nevertheless is the term that the writer uses to show us that there's two sides of the coin and we have to position ourselves on one side or the other. But more importantly, nevertheless gives us an idea of what it means to surrender to the things of God. Because we start out in opposition, but by the time we get to the other side of nevertheless, I hope and pray that our hearts and our minds have now conceded and we have decided to follow whatever instructions God gives us. And part of the challenge that we face as believers today is we are so informed and full of knowledge and full of instructions that we have forgotten that we still have to surrender to the works and the words of God. And this morning, I want to give you one passage of scripture very briefly 
on uh, in, recorded in Luke, the fifth chapter. It is a very familiar passage of scripture, but it, the nuggets here are important for us to gain or glean from because it helps us to understand how the contention arises. And when you when I talk about contention, I mean that we are sometimes caught up in ourselves. We always talk about what we go through and what we deal with. And so by the time we get instructions from the Lord, we are so overwhelmed with what we've had to wrestle with that we don't even consider God's word or God's instructions as a valuable and a valid solution. So this morning, I really want to, to, to really touch your heart in a way that you need to really learn how to consider what God is saying to you. And more importantly, follow God's path into and whatever that into may lead you to, whether it be your healing, whether your deliverance, whether your peace of mind, but you have to follow God's instructions into that space. Because on the other side of God's instructions is where that takes place. When God's instructions have to come through you in order for the things of God to be manifested. And I hope you get that. And so when you look, read in Luke 5, you will hear the story of the conversation. Uh, two things that are happening. Uh, in the beginning of Luke 5, uh, Jesus comes on the scene in uh, by the Sea of Galilee. And he is prepared to teach the crowd that's following him. He comes to the, the sea and there are two ships there. And there's no fishermen there because the fishermen are washing their nets. But he wants to use the boat as a platform to speak from. Because in those days, the custom was that when the teacher taught, he had to be seated. And once he sat down, the crowd sat down to listen. Uh, in that case, because he's by the seashore, the only place of elevation was the, the ship. So he finds Peter and Peter, he inquires of Peter and asks Peter, can he use his ship to teach from? And he's granted that opportunity. He's teaching them and they're listening. But the text then says when he's done teaching, he then, he then approaches Peter and tells Peter to launch out into the deep. And here's where it, it, it gets complicated for a lot of us because Peter begins to share with Christ how he is tired and how he has done the work all night and that he has not found, uh, he has not caught any fish all night. And the reason being is because Jesus is trying to show him that when you do it your way, you get no results. If you consider my way, you'll get the best results. And here's where the contention comes in. In those days, fishermen fished all night. They caught, they, they, they fished all night because of the conditions of the water, the temperature and all of those things. They didn't fish during the day. And a lot of times we don't even realize that culturally uh, for us, we do things out of habit or things that we've been trained to do in ways that we've been trained to do things oftentimes lead to results and sometimes they don't. But are we willing to consider the other option? Are we willing to consider uh, other approaches? And that's where the word of God comes in because we've done it our way for so long and we've not yielded the results that we've been looking for. We now have an opportunity to consider God's way and hope that when considering God's way, we're going to get the best results. But because we are already fixed on the way that we do things, we tend to contend with God or contend with the instructions from God because we are bent on doing it our way. Whether it's working for us or not, we'll contend on doing it the same way, hoping that we'll get better results. And we know that psychologically, anybody that does the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, that's the definition of insanity. A lot of us are losing our minds and we're losing our faith 
because things are not happening the way we want them to when we want them to happen. That's what this particular passage is talking about. They fished all night hoping to catch fish. That was their business. That was their income. And they caught nothing. So yes, they're frustrated. Yes, they're tired because fishing is not an easy job. It requires muscle. It requires tenacity. It requires uh, uh, people to be on, you know, be in, in uh, what is the word I want to use, uh, working constantly throughout the night. And so a lot of us, we can't do that because we want to get, we get tired and we get weary. And even in that case, as a fisherman, you couldn't get weary because you never knew how the nets were going to flow. And so I want to share this with you in a way where your life is now draining you. It's wearing you down. You're constantly doing things. You're constantly uh, working harder and harder to get out of a situation or you're working tenaciously to try to get past a certain situation and things are not flowing for you. Well, now you have to consider God's way. And what is God saying to you? What is God inquiring of you? What, what is the conversation that you're having with God? And Luke 5 gives us an opportunity to see the conversation can shift if we consider God's instructions. Jesus says to him, launch out into the deep, which means move out of your comfort zone, move away from your normal space, move away from the normal uh, uh, the processes that you use and consider this new process. And so that's my challenge for us this morning is you got to move away from the norm that you have developed, you've developed in a way that you feel comfortable operating in this capacity and say, Lord, I want to consider your way. But in order to consider God's way, it means I got to, to, to step out of my comfort zone and move past my own uh, 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 barriers that I set up in order to move into what God is calling me to. And launching out into the deep means leave the shallow and move into the deep waters. Well, you know, the shallow, you can see the bottom because it makes you feel comfortable. But when you launch out into the deep, you can't see the bottom. In other words, they could see the fish if long as they were fishing in the shallow waters. But when they moved into the deep, they didn't have the capacity to see beyond uh, the surface. And that's where Jesus was taking them to, into further and deeper waters. To First of all, so that he could challenge their faith. So a lot of times God will move you out of your comfort zone so that he can challenge your faith to see you, to, to, to show you whether or not your faith is where it needs to be in order for you to get the results or the outcomes that you've been praying for. And it's important for us to understand how this works. And so Peter contends with Jesus. He says, Lord, we have toiled all night and we have caught nothing. Here's a turning point. Nevertheless, at thy word. And that is the crowning jewel of this presentation. Peter concedes. Peter says, you know what? We've done it our way and now we'll, 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 we'll appease you, Jesus, and we'll do what you've asked us to do. While it may seem that he's being sarcastic, there's a spiritual and a divine uh, uh, thing that happens in his concession. And that is now God has his attention. And God's purpose for getting his attention was to show him another way, but more importantly, show him the value of following God's instructions and the end result of following God's instructions. That's what we need to consider today. If you look at the text, it'll say that when they threw their nets, not only did they catch more fish than they had ever caught before, but they were able to pull partners in who also benefited from the catch. In other words, there are people who will benefit from your walking in obedience to the Lord. They may not be believers at first, but because you've conceded, because you have considered doing it God's way, other people will benefit from your concession. 
And so I hope and pray today that we learn the value of following God's instructions in that if our family is struggling and at least one of us is willing to follow God's instructions so that God can show himself strong in one of us, then others will also be led to Christ as a result of our obedience. And that goes beyond our homes into our communities and our jobs. Because the idea here is we have now been drawn in by the Lord. And in being drawn in by the Lord, those that are around us, those that are with us, those that are in partnership with us are drawn in as well. So I have learned that if you give God your life, if you allow God to work in your life, that will become an opportunity for you to win your wife, your husband, your children, your grandchildren, anyone that's close to you, close relatives that are really uh, uh, you consider to be brothers and sisters, whatever the relationship. But as you concede more and more to give God your life and you surrender more to God, those people will become the, 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 the people that God will, will draw closer to him, but he'll use you as a vessel. And the word vessel here is what we've been talking about for several years now. God uses us as a vessel. He uses us to be able to reach other people. The ship that Peter had was a vessel and God used that vessel to win other people. God wants to use us to win other people. And so we have to give in and we have to concede so that we can adhere to and respond positively to the instructions that God has given us. And so as you read that particular verse and you read this particular passage of scripture in Luke 5, I want you to really listen to the conversation between Jesus and Peter. I want you to hear the preceding uh, uh, actions that took place prior to the conversation and that Christ always approaches us from a positive. So the word of God is Christ's word and it approaches us from a positive. So the contention is not what's written in the word. The contention is whether or not we, under the, the control of our flesh, are willing to consider the spiritual things of God as a solution to our problem, our situation, and our circumstance. And when you begin to read it, read it with an open eye and an open ear and an open heart. That is what Jesus prays for. He prays for his disciples to have an open eye and open ear and open heart. Because a lot of times our eyes have to see it, our ears have to hear it, and our heart have to receive it. And so if, if you miss any one of those, it can cause problems for you really walking in obedience. And so as you go about your day today on the second day of December, I mean, Lord Jesus of January, just remember that, that I have to give in and surrender in order for the things of God to be made manifest. I have to humble myself in respect and regard to God's word so that I can really hear what God is asking of me and consider whether or not I have the capacity to do what he's asked of me. Well, God tells us in John 14 that if we can't do it on our own, the Holy Spirit will help us. And so therein lies why we have this special relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to challenge you today to consider your ways. Look at how you're living your life. Look at how you're dealing with your problems, how you're dealing with your circumstances and your situations. And ask yourself, have I considered God's way? Am I following God's instructions? Am I in the will of God? And if I can't confidently say yes, then I have to surrender and ask myself, What's better for me and my family, doing it my way or doing it God's way? And Luke 5 will help you understand that doing it God's way is the best way. Let's pray. Spirit of living God, we thank you now for this time and privilege. Thank you for the blessings that you've bestowed on our lives this morning. This new day that we've given, you've been, that we've been given now, God, is a help for all of us. 
as we walk into the second day of January, knowing, God, that the new year has begun and knowing that we are in a new season, we're now hopefully, God, considering a new mindset. <laughs> we're allowing your Holy Spirit now, God, to shift and change some things in our lives that will make us good stewards, better stewards over your word as well as your blessings. And we pray this morning, God, that as we are led by the Spirit now, God, to consider your ways and to consider your instructions as options for us to be able to walk in a different path according to a different manual that we've done before, then we praise you in advance for the end result, for the outcomes that we are going to encounter because of walking in obedience to your word. This morning, God, we recognize you as a healer, a deliverer, a savior. We recognize your power, God. We recognize your blessings. We recognize your presence. And we pray this morning that this will draw us closer to you. Our consideration of doing it your way, God, will bring us closer, not only to you, God, but also make us more, uh, uh, bring us closer to your will being accomplished in our lives. And we pray this morning, God, that those things that are on our hearts, those things that we've been dealing with, that we've been wrestling with, that we can lay them before you and know with confidence that those things will be resolved, that you will send solutions and answers to those questions and problems, and we will welcome them with open arms and open heart. Whatever your will today on this second day of January 2020, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's truly our prayer, our plea, and our petition. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.